Welcome to the ZA Training Podcast, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're listening to this, then I'm guessing you want to lose weight and be a better version of yourself. I can almost guarantee you've come to the right place because providing value and telling you like it is is the only thing that we care about. So I want you to enjoy today's episode. And if you've got any questions at all about anything I say, then we are going to be all over social media to answer any and all of your questions. So I'll be quiet now and enjoy today's episode, guys. What's up guys, Ramadan is pretty much over now and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good little uh, segue into talking about weight loss post-Ramadan. So I did a video um, 24 hours ago, so this will be up 24 hours after I, I've recorded this episode, um, talking about post-Ramadan. So I, was, I, was, I did a live session and I was talking about weight loss and how it's a great, great time to actually uh, utilise um, you know, good quality eating and exercise post Ramadan, and uh, got a good response. And people were kind of asking how it happens, and they normally struggle every year. And I thought, okay, I'll do a podcast on this one as well. This is delayed uh, by about a week, so I do apologise for this because I did say I would get this out a lot sooner. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good little uh, chance for me to cover this. So weight loss post Ramadan. So every single year, um, we work with clients, and what we found is we get tremendous results as it is but post Ramadan is a great chance for a lot of people to get some kind of awesome uh, awesome progress under their belt uh, the reason for that is basically during Ramadan you've deprived yourself well not deprived yourself but your body is deprived in a way because you've been fasting for long periods you nourish it then you fast again and then post Ramadan your body's in a position where it's going to soak everything up and respond very well that's really the crux of it and I'll get into that properly as that's what this episode is all about. But every year, um, some of our clients make some amazing progress in about four, the kind of four to eight weeks after Ramadan. And uh, I just thought it'd be a good chance for me to talk about it and uh, explain how it actually happens. So hope everyone's had a, a, a good Ramadan. For me, I've lost a significant amount of weight, the majority of that being water. Um, so I do, I do panic quite a lot, but then I keep reminding myself a lot of it's water. I'll gain it all back again. You know, eat time will be good because I'll just make sure I stuff myself. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been okay. But obviously, with 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 the virus situation and kind of restrictions in place, it's been a bit tough. You know, families not being able to see each other, so it's uh, it's not been nice to see. But what can you do? So, um, hope uh, hope you've had a kind of a safe one um, in that respect. But what I really wanted to go into was the weight loss aspect of everything. Okay, so. I'm going to apologize in advance, the pop filter on this microphone is not working properly. So every time I say the uh, P word, it's very pronounced and it's that popping kind of sound. So I'm trying my best not to uh, blow, uh, burst, burst and blow your eardrums. So apologies if that does do that, guys. But weight loss. Okay, so now you just want to know, right, Ramadan's over now. You're going to find it very difficult to motivate yourself. How can you lose lose weight rapidly, okay? When I say rapidly, I don't mean overnight. I just mean quicker than normal. So when you're fasting during Ramadan, your body's going through a form of stress. So fasting is a stress in the body. People think, oh, this is a bad thing, but it's not, okay? Exercise and working out is a big stress in your body. It's called, it's what we call a controlled stress because you have control over how much stress you put on it. Fasting is a stress um, on your body. When you're ill, that's a stress in your body. Um, you know, walking in a way is stress because really it's just, it's your, your body can adapt really well to everything it's been put under. That's why when you um, get into the gym for the first couple of first couple of weeks, you start to feel very very sore. You get tired very easily, and then give it maybe about five to six weeks, and you are 
smashing it like a pro. Uh, and the reason for that is because your body has these coping mechanisms. Um, now, obviously, it's a very boring thing to talk about, so I won't go through it, but it's very important to understand because whatever you throw at your body, it will struggle, but it will adapt, provided that you feed it properly, you recover, and all that good stuff. And that's why I say to a lot of people, overtraining doesn't really exist. It's more under recovery because you can throw as much as you can and really push yourself above and beyond. But if the recovery doesn't match that, it means you're under-recovered. And overtraining is a bit of a fancy term uh, used in the fitness industry. So I will say to a lot of people, I didn't invent under-recovery. Under I'm not the one kind of coining it. It's been around. Everyone's been talking about it. But I think people uh, talk more about overtraining, which um, it doesn't really exist. It's hard to actually do. You may think you're training hard, but you're not. You can push way more. I can guarantee that. But under recovery is the issue. So when we're done, we have place stress in our body. We then eat. We then, f you know, uh, fuel up with the fluids as well. Uh, we've only got a couple of hours uh, to to do that, and then we fast again. Long hours, you know, sunny in certain parts of the world as well, and your weight starts to drop off. Now, the majority of the weight loss you see during Ramadan, guys, unfortunately, some of it will be body fat, but the majority of it will be water because carbohydrates pull water into your cells. So for each gram of carbohydrate, you retain around two to two to three grams of water. This is completely normal. This is what happens. So that's why a lot of you um, may have noticed you'll be looking quite flat, um, kind of thin, uh, quite frail as well and it's not a bad thing it's not to say you you know you're you're losing all this all this weight and it's never going to come back on the majority of it is just water so for a lot of the the weight training ladies out there if your focus is on lifting weights and getting toned you will have noticed a, a huge reduction in the volume and the size of your kind of uh, toned areas and that's just because when you're toned you have a bit of muscle mass on your body and when you eat sugars, so carbohydrates really, and you drink a lot of water, these go into these cells. So that's why when you reduce it, you'll feel quite deflated. But Eid obviously is a great opportunity to actually fuel yourself and then you've got the couple of weeks after Ramadan. So what you need to, the best way to kind of approach this is to do it as if you were a complete a beginner so a newbie okay so remember the first time you started working out you started to do it slowly and get back into it and you may have noticed think back to the time you started your journey i'm guessing if you did it you may have noticed some great results in the first couple of weeks and then you plateaued out you know the dreaded p word this is completely normal this is the way the body works okay so ramadan essentially um kind of find fine-tune is not the right word it kind of um, causes a big regression for lack of a better term so it just kind of puts you back to where you would have been but it doesn't mean you've lost all your gains okay people forget that it just means you flush a lot of fluid out your system your body's starving so when you fuel yourself up for the first week or two your weight will increase in the scale this is something you cannot get around this is going to happen okay i don't want you to worry about this but what that means is your strength will start to go up you'll then be in a position to actually burn more calories during the workouts, okay? So this is probably a good thing for a lot of people, especially when you've lost a lot of strength. You may have worked out during Ramadan, you've just would have, you just would not have felt anything. It would have been a real, real struggle. So that's why I say to people, don't stress about the workouts. Just pick it back up again after Ramadan and you'll be just fine, okay? So this is what I want everyone to do. Whatever routine you were following before Ramadan, get back into it. Do it in the first three to four weeks post-Ramadan. Now, your strength levels will not be anywhere near what they were before, so you're going to have to work up to it. However, what you'll notice is you'll be able to recover a lot faster because even though you might feel like a newbie, your recovery won't be that bad because you've been in this position before. 
The body's been through this sort of stress before, and as long as you're eating enough protein and eating good quality foods overall, I can almost guarantee the three to four weeks, maybe kind of up to eight maximum, you will notice some incredible results because your body is soaking everything up like a sponge. I can guarantee that. That's going to happen if you do it properly and if you be consistent with it. What's not going to happen is you do it for about a week expecting the results to kind of... um, for the results to appear and all the weight to fly off, that's not going to happen, okay? One thing you do need to be be aware of, guys, is I do see this every year. There's a handful of people who do do it, but Eid comes, they don't eat much, and they're still kind of almost fasting, really, to be honest. Obviously, I know we're not allowed to fast during Eid, but don't do that. But you want to fuel yourself. You're not going to gain weight, body fat, in a meal, okay, in a day. It's just not going to happen unless you're doing it day in, day out for a couple of days. So use Eid as a perfect opportunity to actually take in as many calories as you can, fuel up for the coming week. It's very important that you do this, because if you can do this, you'll notice your strength levels will be picking up a lot faster than if you did not eat enough food uh, during Eid. So that's why when we work with people, the couple of things that we do is get them to load up in fluids and food on Eid day, get back into the routine the following week, track what they're doing, and then when they start to get into the routine, they'll start to notice the results will start to pick up and they'll look and they'll feel a lot better as well after about three to four weeks because your body is responding brilliantly to the fact that it's not really been fed. It's not had any proper workout stimulus during Ramadan and it basically just treats you like a newbie in a way. So that's why post-Ramadan is a great opportunity to start to lose some weight. You're probably asking, okay, that's fine, but I didn't actually do much exercise before Ramadan. Where do I start? It doesn't matter where you start, okay? As long as you're doing some form of exercise, you'll be just fine. If you would like to benefit even more, you know, the best way is going to be the weight training. So if you've got any kettlebells or dumbbells or barbells, that'll be perfect. If you don't, that's fine. Bodyweight workouts at home will still be the best thing you can do. So, you know, things like bodyweight squats, your lunges, your burpees, your, your crunches, your jumping jacks. Um, you know, weighted squats, holding things in your hand. There's an array of things that you can do. Push-ups as well, if I've not said that. But there's lots of things you can do. The goal is to put your muscle under stress, the body under stress. And if you can do this, you will notice weight loss. Guaranteed. That's just the way the body works. Because as calories start to drop down and as the weight starts to drop off, you'll notice an increase in muscle mass. Now, when I say that for a woman, it doesn't mean that you're going to be gaining huge amounts of muscle mass. It just means... When you start to tone up, your muscle size starts to increase, but it doesn't mean you're going to look big and jacked. It just means that when the weight drops off, the the skin will start to tighten and tone up. That's just the way the body works, okay? So don't stress too much over, oh my God, I'm going to get big and bulky. Nonsense. It's not going to happen, guys. Unless you're taking in some drugs, you're not going to get big and bulky. I can absolutely guarantee that, okay? But that's the kind of workouts you want to be doing. So full body workouts, anything to get your body moving. Now, if you can't do this, Let's just say you're finding it very difficult to start. You maybe don't have enough time, space to do it. Then anything you do at this moment will work. You just need to be fine-tuning your nutrition a bit more. So even going for a walk every single day, if you can. Now restrictions are eased now, so there's no excuses not to go out now. Um, so go out for a walk and then get some good quality food in you. Protein, as always, is going to be the main focus. I say this to everyone. So make sure protein is consistent. If you can keep protein consistent, you will then be able to keep feeling fuller for longer. Recovery will be much better. And over time, when you get toned uh, and you start to tighten up, it'll be due to the fact that you're taking enough protein because protein is what uh, repairs damaged muscle cells, okay? So it's very important you remember that. 
So walking is the next best thing that you can do. If you can't lift weights, perfect. If you can't do bodyweight workouts, no problem. Go for a walk, okay? Now, if you can't do this, it will still be a bit difficult because at the end of the day, it's more about the food. But you ideally, you want to be maintaining some form of consistent activity because that's the best way to drop um, body weight overall. But when it comes to toning and getting lean, uh, weight workouts work best, unfortunately. And fortunately, if you've got access to it, it's just that a lot of people don't really have much knowledge or they don't have access to it. Right guys, so we're looking at four to eight weeks of good consistent training. Just believe in the process. I can't stress this enough. Please just do it, okay? Just do it. Because when you do it, you'll notice your recovery will be a lot faster, you'll feel a lot better, and you'll actually be feeling a lot better. Because yes, you've deprived yourself during Ramadan. Yes, your scale weight may go up, but that's fine. Your focus should be body fat loss, not scale weight. The amount of people that are focusing on scale weight is astounding. And I, I get it, we're all creatures of habit, but if you're going to want weight loss in, um, kind of in the form of fat loss, you can't be focusing on the scale. Because as you start to develop some nice toned lean muscle, your weight will go up, not dramatically, but it will increase a little bit as body fat drops off. You're going to have to accept this. If you can't, then you're going to struggle. And I'm sorry to say that, but you're going to struggle. Too many people are fixated on the scale. We get this, we get so many people who are... They ask us when you know when they should weigh themselves and how they should do it. We tell them they can, but maybe just use it as a measuring tool um, to gather data, not to measure the progress. Sorry, and then they listen, and then they come back again a couple of weeks later, and they'll be like, "Okay, I've not my weight's not budging." And it's like, well, we really want to help you, but you can't keep weighing yourself because you're not helping yourself. So weighing yourself is one of the most misleading things you can do. Now it's good, like I said, for data gathering purposes, but to measure your progress. Absolutely not. I would definitely not use it. So that's why I say to a lot of people, use the mirror, use a photo, use your clothes, use, you know, measuring, measuring tapes, be old school. We do it with the clients and it works. Okay, so it's very important that you remember that. So use Ramadan as a time to really crank everything back up again. And, I'll, and I promise you, you'll feel a lot better because you'll have a lot more energy very quickly, but the weight will start to drop off quite fast. Now, You'll get to week six, seven, eight, maybe, and then it'll start to kind of plummet, not plummet, sorry, it'll plateau out a little bit, and you're going to have to expect that because your your newbie, your newbie gains aren't going to be there anymore, and your body's going to be back to where it was prior to Ramadan, and this is where you just maintain it and start to kind of strategize a little bit more and be a bit smart. But the four to eight weeks after Ramadan, if you start now, if you listen to this podcast and you make a start, if you're not sure where to start, drop us a DM. We'll give you some free information. Okay, we'll give you the information for free just to get you moving but if you don't know let us know if you do then please get to it get a notepad get your phone record what you're doing and try and get a bit better each week just focus on that just focus just just for me guys for us please for the next 48 weeks get exercising get eating better and i promise you you'll be astounded with the weight loss you'll be able to achieve if you be consistent with that okay not over just one week right guys so a bit of a shorter podcast but very relevant, don't want to take up too much of your time because I know um, you're probably listening to this on Eid day if you are and if not, then it's going to be Eid prep so you're going to be quite busy so I don't want to be taking up too much of your time so it's very important that I try to be as concise as possible because I can ramble on, I totally get that, I talk a lot I've got a lot to say, you guys probably know that and if you've kept up with my accent, then I applaud you but guys, any questions as always, please let us know on social media, we are there uh, we did talk about the Moment Pen app, so check out the Instagram page. We'll put a post. You're probably wondering what Moment Pen is. It will save your life. <laughs> a bit dramatic, but it's a big help. So it's completely free. Um, check it out, guys. Go on Instagram. We've covered the video on it, and it will help you out there. 
But any questions about anything I've said, if you need a little pep, uh, pep talk and you want to get perked up a little bit, please do just let us know. We'd be happy to help you. In the meantime, guys, hope you've had a blessed Ramadan. Have a good Eid, Eid Mubarak if you're listening to this prior or after. Um, then Eid Mubarak anyway. And I'll catch up with you guys very, very soon. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.